0: you're listening to the volleyball by design podcast today we are going to talk about one ingredient or maybe rather two ingredients that you can use to help your team become more efficient and see results much faster so stay tuned hi I'm Coach Brian Singh and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 43 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Coach Brian Singh. I'm the host of the podcast. And if you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. I know um, I've actually been having a lot of new coaches uh, find me lately and, and listen to the pod, and they've reached out. And I, I, really, I really appreciate... You know, If you're a coach and you like the podcast, you like what you hear, uh, drop me a message, drop me a DM on Instagram at briansting underscore coach B uh, and let me know what you think about it. Let me know your thoughts. I mean, it's, it's great to be able to connect with a lot of coaches and if you are a regular listener as usual, welcome to the pod. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us today. Now today I... I don't think today is going to be a long episode, you know, it's it's a long weekend out here in Toronto, I think it's a long weekend in the US as well, you know, with uh, with Easter, you had, you had Good Friday and you had Easter Sunday, so we have a nice long weekend, so, uh, you know, it took some time out of my day with the family to come record this episode, so it's not going to be too long, but it's going to be very specific, alright, now, one of the things. Now, I actually, if you're a Digital Volleyball Academy uh, member, um, I've talked about this already on our last coaching call. Um, so you're going to hear it again. But sometimes it, it's nice to hear things twice. Uh, and if you, uh, if you're not a member, then this is going to be new information for you. And I want you to write it down. And I want you to take notes because it's, uh, it's a game changer. Uh, I gotta, that, that's got to be a hashtag for me now. Game changer. I've, I've been using that word a lot lately. Actually, a lot since this year. And I think I really do believe that this is a, this is a game changer in your program. So, um, you know, last week on on the episode, I talked about one ingredient that builds championship culture, okay? And that was the the men's volleyball, or sorry, the the volleyball manual or the coach player contract. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, please listen to it. It is a great, great episode that you can use right away. We can get started right away to start building that championship culture. Well, today's episode, I'm going to give you another ingredient. Um, now more so not for championship culture, but it's for championship performance, I guess we want to call, it. how do we increase performance of our team? And you know, it, it's performance is one thing that I'm always looking to improve, right? i you know, I'm always looking to be more efficient. And by default, if I'm more efficient, my performance is going to be better. And as coaches, as players, we're always trying to perform better. Now in, if you think about this, I want you to, I'm going to give you guys a little comparison here. So if you're a student in school, right, now everyone here that's listening, uh, I'm going to assume 90% of our listeners have been in school, okay, I don't want to assume 100 because I want to, you know, I'm going to be open. Well, if you're in school, what what do you use as a performance metric to figure out how well you're actually doing in school? Okay, so think about that. What do you use? What are you given or what do you look at when you are determining how well you're performing in school? So many of you may say, you know, your report card mark, right? Your GPA, your report card mark, maybe a mark on a test, All right? That's normally what we use as a performance metric. That's how we can gauge how what we're doing in school. So if you're in a math class and you have a 90 in math, then whatever you're currently doing is probably working, right? So that metric, you're able to correlate that metric with your performance. If you have a 50 in math, then you know that whatever you're currently doing isn't working and you're going to you know, try to figure out a way to become better at math. Maybe you don't understand it. Maybe you need to study harder. Maybe you need to figure out a different way of learning it. I don't know. There's a lot of different things we can do, but the, the, the important point is, is that that metric is your indicator to figure out how well you're doing in that course. Well, guess what? Volleyball is the exact same thing. And I want you to ask yourself, think about this. How much are you using metrics for your team right now, okay? And I'm not just talking about wins and losses. Everybody looks at wins and losses and that's a metric. I'm talking about deep down in your team, when it comes to increasing performance for your team, ask yourself how many metrics or are you using any metrics at all to determine the performance of your team or to figure out how well we can perform better. And that brings me to my point where you know, on our team, we are very much results driven. Okay. Now don't get me wrong. I, I do care about all the other aspects of the game. I care about, you know, creating the uh, ultimate experience for our athletes. I care about relationship building and all that great stuff. But I'm, I'm going to talk specifically about performance here. We are very, very results driven. And what I mean by that is, is that, well, we, we, we want the output. Like at the end of the day, we care about the results. You know, as, as coaches, we want to win, we want to see improvement and we want to be able to measure that improvement. So, uh, and I I think I've said this on the podcast before, but you know, you cannot measure, or let me rephrase that. You can't grow what you can't measure. Now I'm sure you've heard me say this before. You can't grow what you can't measure. So on our team, every coach owns a metric. Okay. Every coach owns a metric. That's a metric they're responsible for. So one coach owns a passing metric one coach owns a serving metric. Okay? Now these metrics are important because it is what they they use on a you know, on a weekly basis to gauge how well we're performing as a team. So, to give you an example, let's talk about passing. Well, you know, passing is a significant skill in our game, of course we know that. But, you know, if I have if I have a coach that's responsible for passing, okay? So I say, "You're responsible for passing." and every 2 weeks or 3 weeks i was supposed to check in with that coach and say so how's the passing going well they'll you know they could say oh well, we're doing okay yeah i am seeing a, I'm, I'm seeing some great uh improvement in their skill and i'm like well how do you know that well cuz you know they're, they're 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 performing better i can i can see it i can see what does that mean what is it? how do you know that they're performing better how do you know that they're improving their past? maybe they they look like they are but we, we can't that, that doesn't mean anything you know if i asked you how are you doing in math class yeah, i'm doing okay Well, the next question would be: What's your? Would you get a report card, or what was your last mark? That's what you would ask, because that is a measure of your performance. So, just like in volleyball, we have to measure our performance on the court. So, our coach, one of our coaches who's responsible for passing, is going to stat our players' ability to pass, and more importantly, they're going to stat the libero's and left sides because they're responsible for passing. So with every two or three weeks, when we have our coaches meeting and we're and it's time to review the metric that each coach is responsible for, right? We come together as a coaching staff and we're gonna have goals. You know, we want to make sure the entire team is passing at a two, like at, let's say we're at the beginning of the season and we're just starting out. We're just starting to teach fundamentals and skills. And I'm talking whether you're a club or high school or college or whatever. You come up with a goal that we're gonna try to reach as a team. So we want to pass a 2.0. For argument's sake and then we can go even more specific and go down the list of all the left sides and liberos and say i want this player to be passing at a two this player to be passing at a 2.2 this player passing or whatever the case is so every three weeks maybe four weeks we as a coaching staff we when we have our meetings we'll say okay it's time to check in on the metrics how are we doing so i'll go to the assistant coach at of over passing and I'll we'll, we'll, you know, we'll say, okay, did we meet our goal? Yes or no, what's the goal? This is what we did, these are all the players, how are we doing? So now, we have a metric, we have a number that we're associating with performance. And we can use that to gauge how much we need to improve. Or maybe we didn't, hit, we didn't hit our goal. Well, why didn't we hit our goal? And then we can figure out why and how and you know, who is doing what and what the case is and stuff like that. You know, serving. Now, this is another important thing with serving we can we can serve all now at the at the men's game uh the spin serve is is one of the most toughest serves to to pass Uh, and i I should say at any at any level because if you think about it you know the more let's just say you have a passer who can do everything really well they can pass at a high clip they can formulate a platform angle appropriately do all the great things now if you're spin serving a ball extremely fast you know, 100 kilometers an hour, 120 kilometers an hour, or 60 miles an hour, whatever you want, to, whatever metric you're using, regardless of how well that libero is or that left side can pass, no matter how well, they may not be able to handle a serve that's you know, served at such a high rate. They could be the best passer in the world. They could be the best in terms of fundamentals and skills, but the harder you serve, the harder it's going to be for that passer to pass the ball, regardless of how good they are so the speed of your serve is a metric and when we talk about our high level servers we want to we want to gauge and see what they're it's, it's only so much when they serve a ball and you're like wow that was a great serve well, what does that mean versus another serve that looked the exact same wow that was another great serve well if one serve was 80 miles an hour and one server is 90 miles an hour we can see a big difference there so when we now give this this metric to the players well they now can associate a specific number to their performance, and they they can now figure out, oh, I need to improve that number. Well, this is what I have to do to improve that number. They can now figure out multiple different ways. Maybe maybe they need to spend more time in the weight room. Maybe sorry, that's that's my daughter coming in here. Hey, dad, dad, daddy's recording a podcast episode. Uh, if you hear in the back, I apologize, but I I know there's no time to pause and uh, and re-record because I I have to go back down with the family. But anyways. So, they now have a metric that they can associate themselves with. And maybe that means, you know, we go into the weight room. Maybe that means we spend more time in the weight room. Maybe that means we have to figure out, we have to fill more, figure out what's wrong to serve, et cetera. But, you know, that's what it means. Okay, I, I'm actually going to pause it and, and I'm going to give me one sec. And I'm back, which you guys wouldn't have known because you're still listening to the episode. Uh, without the, you don't, you don't. Re- I paused it for like five minutes, but n- nevertheless, I'm back. Um, so, like I was saying, the the just by giving them the metric, you know, the, not only can the players uh, perform at a higher clip because they know what they have to focus on, but the coaches now can gauge why we're not improving or if we have improved and kind of go from there. So it's really, really important to um, to be to own a metric all our all our coaches on our team own a metric I myself own a metric but I am moreover oversee the metrics as well and can now can now imagine this you know owning a metric imagine where you are at the beginning of the season okay and every three weeks Every three to four weeks, we can, you know, we have a meet, we have our meetings, and we talk about the metrics and how are we hitting our new goal? And we, we mind you, we're trying to improve that goal every four weeks as well. So at the end of that meeting, if everyone's hit their metric, then we try. Our next goal is to get higher and higher and higher and higher. So imagine doing that for an entire season. How not only how much more that you would perform versus if we didn't do that. So if we didn't if we weren't metric driven or results driven and we weren't you know measuring the performance of our athletes in order to be able to help them improve better or faster rather we wouldn't know I you wouldn't know if an athlete is you know serving at 80 miles an hour or sorry uh, like you know 50 miles an hour and at the end of the season they're serving at you know 55 miles an hour For, like you wouldn't know you would just know they're serving they're serving hard they've always served hard we don't we can't improve that serving metric unless we know what it is so when you're more specific and dialed in to these type of metrics, your performance is going to increase. It is inevitable, it is what it is. It's just going to, it's going to happen, all right? So if for the for that lesson there, coaches listening to this, if you have a if you have a staff, if you're lucky enough to have even one assistant coach, pick a metric that's important to your team and own it. Okay? Whether you own it or your assistant coach. Own it. If you have an assistant coach, you can own two metrics. Or you guys can, you know, maybe own two metrics each if that, if that's the case, but whatever it is, own a metric, keep it as a focus point, as a goal for your team and meet every three weeks or two weeks or whatever, whatever you want to meet, meet and figure out what, you know, talk about it. Are we hitting that metric? If not, why plan accordingly, make the changes necessary to hit those metrics. And that way you're going to be more focused and again, and you're going to be more results driven at the end of the day. And you're going to improve faster. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. You're going to improve faster. It it, it is what it is. So um, some things like, so for me, a metric that I I really focus on for me as a head coach is I like to know the side out percentage based on rotation. I've talked about that's one of my important, that's one of the stats I look at the most. You know, I want to, I look at all six rotations, side out percentages based on all six rotations and which one are we the weakest at. So the next practice, uh, I will focus on that side out. On that rotation, I want to figure out why it's weak. I want to talk to my setter about it so we can you know, make sure that we we fix that rotation for the next game. And it's a reoccurring thing, you know. Every every game, there's going to be a weak rotation. I want to figure out why. So we're always trying to improve that. Okay. Uh, I will I will add one more thing. So the the this whole episode is about you know owning a metric being focused on, on, on the measuring, like measuring those metrics and consistently, uh, looking at them so you can improve and make them better. And I, I always talk about measurable feedback. So now your players are getting measurable feedback as well. One thing I'll add is, uh, what what I've done in my career is, uh, you know, I, I'm all about processes, right? You know, processes and, and procedures and how things work. Like, for example, I, I've talked about this before about my, our game day, our game day is like an event. And if you haven't listened to the episode um, where I talk about how you should be preparing for games and the fact that the game is like an event, I would really recommend going back and listening to it. Um, it's a really good, it's a really good episode. And I don't remember uh, what episode it is. I'm just kind of filtering through right now. Um, my yeah, I I don't I don't remember what episode. I think it might have been, I think it might have been episode sixteen. Okay. I think it might have been episode sixteen. It's it's called "Do You Have Championship Habits?" So you might want to try try that one uh, because that one I think I'm just looking through really quickly here. Uh, but yeah, I think it might have been that. Um, yeah, check that. We'll see what it, see what it's like. Uh, but there's an episode where I talked about it. Basically, uh, we talk about the fact that you know your game is is, is an event. It's not just you just don't show up for a game. There's a lot of things that go into a game before you play, such as pre-game scouting reports, film, your actual warm-up. It's how is it structured? You know, what's your your game planning look like? How how does everything like you know? There's so much that goes into a game that people don't realize, and people, a lot of times coaches are failing to plan accordingly for a game or not treating the game as an event. Uh, and you, ha- you you definitely have to. So I may, I may do another episode about that and kind of dive more deep into that. But the whole point is that what I've done as a coach is every year you know, I'm all about procedures. And I like to document what we do and what happens. So that if I ever have a new assistant coach come on board, it's really easy for them to get caught up. You know, I want all my drills laid out. I want to all, all the passing, like skills, sorry, not just passing, but all the skills, hitting, passing, blocking, digging, etc. I have it all laid out. In a manual like this is all the step-by-step on how you do it now if you're a Digital Volleyball Academy member you guys basically have all my tutorial videos anyways so you can access that but I like to have a, a step-by-step guide on all the skills all the procedures in our game how it works everything so that well one when we have a new staff member come in it's easy for them to get caught up and two it's good to have that for you as a coach too like it's good for you to have that so that you can make those procedures better you know, like, like let's say a, a simple skill, it's not really simple, but like passing, for example, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I have a manual on how I, how I teach passing, I have all the steps, but sometimes it's good to go back, like, you know, think the game changes, you know, 10 years ago, everyone was teaching players how to pass midline, and I get that, I, I completely understand that, but, you know, the latest research and the latest uh, techniques and stuff have found that Passing midline isn't necessarily always the best, especially on a float serve. So being able to pass off, I don't know what you you call it, offline, off midline, I don't know, whatever you call it, but outside your body is extremely important. So I update these procedures every, every so often. I update the manual, I update the skills, and it's good to have that general guideline so that you can update it, you can make yourself better. You know, it's so hard to keep everything in your head, it's really good to write it down. So if you're a coach listening to this episode, write things down, write your manual, write your skills, write your philosophy, write everything, create your own, you know, your own manual and that way you can always update it. It's easy to show your assistant coaches and stuff like that and it's, it's yours, which is always always a great thing, all right? So there's a, there's a couple of things for you guys to take with you today. I hope you, you got some value out of today's episode but really go after listening to this figure out how you're going to be figure out the metrics that are important to you figure out if you have a, if you have a coaching staff that's great figure out who's going to own what and look and watch how much you improve going into next season when you start and even if you're in mid-season right now start it now and look at the look at the improvement from when you start this process to what you were doing before and you'll see the difference and it's going to be really really eye-opening for you all right so i hope uh, I hope you can take this with you and start you know getting your players to improve much faster and right away. All right That's it for me for this episode. If you like what you heard, I really appreciate it. And oh, by the way, if you're a coach out there, um and I, I've mentioned Digital volleyball Academy on this, on this podcast. If you're interested in joining Digital Volleyball Academy, um you really want to grow as a coach. you want mentorship, which I offer inside Digital Volleyball Academy. If you're a coach that's going at this alone right now, you know you're you're helping your team out, but it's just you and you don't really have someone you can go to always to get guidance, you don't have a resource you can always use, and you'd really want to fast-track your growth as a coach and really be that championship mindset type of coach and be able to create that experience for your players, You know, build those relationships and all that stuff, then I, I, I welcome it and invite you to sign up for the waitlist, digitalvolleyballacademy.com hey, digitalvolleyballacademy.com, you can sign up for the wait list, and as soon as doors open again, I'll let you in, I'll let you know when we're going to open doors again for that matter, and you can come in and join our amazing Digital Volleyball Academy community, community of coaches, honestly is the best volleyball community out th- I think that's out there. All right, so go check check, uh, sorry, check that out. sign up for the waitlist and, and I can't wait to see you inside the uh, DVA. All right. That's it for me. Have yourself a great weekend or rather great week when you're listening to this uh, and I'll catch you next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training, and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out coachbtraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.